What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, what is going on, friends? Nick Person here. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And I'm so thankful that you are joining us as we walk through the book of Mark. Of course, this goes along with the sermon series that we've started here at New Vision. And so we're going to walk through every verse in Mark and see the truth that is revealed through the pages. If you're just now joining us for this podcast, or maybe you have been gone for a while, let me remind you of kind of the rhythm we run in. I will read the text in its entirety. I'll give some feedback, some thoughts, some application, um, so that it will better help us walk differently um, our days and the way we live. And then um, we'll do it all again tomorrow. And so today I'm going to kick off Mark and I'm going to be reading Mark chapter one, verses one through eight. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV translation. So if you find yourself going, hey, yours sounded a little bit different than mine sounded. That's because I'm probably reading a different translation. And so we're going to go through verse eight again. I'm going to read it in its entirety. Give a little feedback, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get some application. It says this in Mark chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sin. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And so in the first three verses, it kind of feels as if we just jumped in almost mid-sentence. But here is what Mark, the writer of this letter, this gospel, is saying. He said, hey, I want you to know that even John the Baptist himself was prophesied about so we can believe what he says. And as I read that and I think about it, man, like John the Baptist was a forethought, not an afterthought. Let me say it again. John the Baptist was a forethought, not an afterthought. And how often in our lives do we feel like maybe just maybe we are an afterthought? Like maybe God doesn't have a plan for us. Maybe God doesn't know what he's doing or maybe God doesn't see us. Can I remind you, because we see it in the pages of scripture about John the Baptist. Like, yes, John had a specific role and a place and God had a plan for his life. But the same is true for you and I. God has a plan and a role specific for you and I. But here is the question. Are you willing to walk in it and are you willing to walk it out? 
because it won't be easy. There will be valleys and there'll be mountaintops. There will be all the things in between, but it doesn't mean that God has less called us or God is less intentional. And so what I love about even the first three verses, as we see in prophecy in the books of Isaiah, uh, prophesying about John the Baptist, that we see that God had a plan for him. And if God had a plan for John the Baptist, hear me, God has a plan for you as well. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Here's what I also love. John was willing to walk in what God had called him to do. He was willing to use his gifts and his talents for the glory of the kingdom of God. The evidence of John's life spoke to what John was rooted in. Here's a question you and I have to ask ourselves. Are we willing to do what God has called us to do? Even if it has a high cost, even if it's not convenient, are we willing to display the goodness of our king by the way that we are living? And John the Baptist was willing to do that. He was calling for repentance, a baptism, a forgiveness of sins, not one that was solidified in his words, but one that would be truly fulfilled in Jesus, the Savior, the one in which he was going before. Verse five, the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes one who is more powerful than I, the straps of those sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. Verse 8, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. People were responding to John the Baptist's message. But they were being obedient. They were having a change of direction, which is what repentance is. They were saying, hey, the way I'm doing it is broken. The way I've been trying to do this life is not working. I'm going to do it in alignment with the way God has called me to do it. And they did it. They walked in that. And that changed their lives. And I love the fact that they were willing to go a different direction because now they were going to get different results. They were going to get results that were rooted in the kingdom of God. And so here's a question for you and I. Are we willing to stop going in the current direction we are walking in, where we are in charge, where we sit on the throne of our lives? Or are we willing to go in a different direction to let go of what was so we can take hold of something new and something that is better. And then we see that John the Baptist's clothes were camel hair. And you might think that he's just making a weird fashion statement, but that's not what he's doing. For one, he's walking in the footsteps of Elijah, who was a prophet before him. And he's going, hey, I'm not going to try to be like everybody else and do it like the world is doing it. I'm going to do it a different way because that stuff doesn't matter. What really matters is my obedience and the way I walk and the way I reflect the king. And then we're going to see something that I struggle with. And if we're all honest with, on some level, we struggle with. And that's humility. He goes, hey, I want you to know that this life is not about me. This life is about the king who comes after me, the one who has invited me to speak about his name, to prepare the way for him. It's about him. It's not about me. And I often think in my own life, how often am I trying to make this life all about me? And how often am I li living and leaving unsatisfied because this world is not going along with making this world about Nick? The reason that's so difficult that we can't make this world about us because it's not about us. Let me say it again. I love that's the way um, that that famous book 
starts is, hey, it's not about you. And the book I'm talking about is Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Hey, guys, it's not about us. And it takes humility and a willingness to become less so that we can really highlight what is more. And what is more is the king and what he has done. And John the Baptist lived this out so well. He said, listen, I'm not even worthy to tie, untie the straps of the sandals of Jesus. Think about that. They are walking around in a dirty, murky place with sandals on. And John the Baptist goes, hey, I'm not even worthy to untie the straps of Jesus' sandals. He had a right perspective. Later on in John 3.30, he says, hey, I must decrease and he must increase. Why? Because Jesus changes and saves lives, not John the Baptist. John the Baptist is just a microphone to convey the message of Jesus. And we have been invited to do the same. What would it look like today if you didn't make it about you? How would you live differently today if you recognize who it really was all about and your life reflected that? I challenge you today to live that way, to live a life that says, I must decrease, he must increase. That doesn't mean that you think less of yourself. It just means you think about yourself less. And so what would happen if we all lived our lives in this way? Because listen, to live in honor and in, the, in, 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 in worship of the king is the best way to live your life. And I hope today that we are able to do that. Know this, I know it is not easy to humble yourself. Trust me, I know. But it's the best way to live because the one in which we are humbling ourselves to is worthy. Don't forget that. No, we are for you. No, we love you. And we look forward to being back here with you tomorrow as we continue on this journey through the book of Mark. Have a blessed day and we hope to see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.